In this episode of the Flory Stroke podcast, I'm here today with Professor Vincent Tess, a stroke neurologist and clinician researcher. He has led stroke units in Belgium and is now the head of stroke at Austin Health. He is the co-head of the stroke division at the Flory Institute of Neuroscience and Mental Health. His main research topics include acute stroke imaging, genetics of stroke, atrial fibrillation, and cryptogenic stroke. I'm Tessa Marshall, and this is Scientists of Stroke by Flory Stroke. Welcome to Scientists of Stroke by Flory Stroke, where we discover how researchers at the Flory Institute are working to prevent stroke and reduce the impact of stroke. You can follow us on Twitter at Flory Stroke and find us on Facebook at Flory Stroke. Hi Vincent, thanks for joining us today. Good morning. So part of your research is into the genetics of stroke and you've done several genetic studies where you've identified different genes that are linked to stroke. Mm -hmm. um, what implications do these studies have for clinical practice? Uh, at the moment, we have to be very humble, they don't have any clinical implication yet. We have with genetics a very hard evidence that uh, certain areas in the genes are predisposing to stroke. But they cannot be used to individualize therapy or to make individual risk prediction. Their benefit lies in identifying pathways that we didn't know about and that could in the future maybe lead to therapies or new discoveries. One example would be a gene called HDAC9. These people that carry this, they have a slightly higher risk of getting uh, a stroke. Now, what is interesting about this is that we can develop therapies and pharmaceutical agents to reduce the levels of that gene. And in the future, that may become an, a novel way of preventing stroke. But having that gene, having the knowledge about having that gene or not, will not make any difference for your management at the moment. We cannot use it for diagnosis nor for prognosis. But it provides avenues where the pharmaceutical industry might work. For many years already we know that you have to treat hypertension, you have to treat your diabetes, you have to lower your cholesterol, you don't have to smoke. That's sort of a closed-off area. They have reached their limit. So what we really now want to do is to find novel ways. Maybe it's targeting the immune system, but the immune system is so so vast. Where do you start? And that's where genetics can really become handy, is to provide insights and in how this is something that might be interesting as a target. So are there any drugs that are in trials or research at the moment? Well, actually, there are uh, new uh, drugs that target, for instance, HDAC9. Sometimes we discover old drugs that were that are used for other therapies. For instance, there is uh, MCP1, which is a, a molecule that also is heavily involved in rheumatic diseases, is also involved in stroke. The drug that is used to target MCP could be also beneficial for stroke patients. So you don't really have to start a discovery all anew. There is strong biologic evidence before launching very expensive studies. With most of the genes that you've identified, do you have an idea of the function of each of those genes? Um, well, we're most interested in genes that we don't really have a good handle on because that can launch biology and uh, a whole new research area. Most of the time we find genes that are involved with high blood pressure, 
or atrial fibrillation or cholesterol. Those are interesting because they, they confirm the, the causal association. So do you have any future plans for more genetic studies? Um, well, at the moment we are involved in looking at what genes involve how people recover from a stroke. We know that uh, some people have a better than expected recovery, whereas others seem to perform much poorer than what we thought. And genetic analyses can provide hints into what is happening. And uh, in collaboration with many people around the world, we performed what we call a genome-wide association study to look at stroke recovery. And in about 6,000 people, we were able to identify one gene that seemed to influence uh, stroke recovery. Uh, people who had the variant of that gene, they seemed to recover better than people that didn't have that variant. We don't know what that gene does, but it's widely expressed within the brain, so it probably has to do with something, how the brain responds to, to damage. So it's a good way of identifying. It's a good way of identifying, research. yeah, yeah. Because it's very hard evidence. Their effect might be small, but that's not really worrying to us that the effect is small. It's just that they might be involved in a pathway that we have not yet understood. That can really then, maybe in 10, 15, 20 years, uh, lead to newer therapies. Great. Well, thank you for joining me today, Vincent. It's been a pleasure. I'm your host, Tessa Marshall. To hear more about Vincent's work and about other stroke research at the Flory, check out our other episodes on Podbean and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Flory Stroke.